Oh, there she goes. Okay. Well, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's working. Nothing matters. Technology. You really. think Mercury's in retrograde, but it's not. But it's not for the first time in months. But the moon is in Pisces, which apparently means like the same thing. Really? I mean, this is, I know nothing. This is just the jargon I hear on the interweb. I would like to understand it better as well. Right. I just kind of accept all of it for what it is. I'm like, yeah, sounds right. Right. Like, do you identify as a Leo? Um, I think it's complicated. Isn't it all? As Leos are. <laughs> no. No, Leos aren't that complicated. N- yeah, no, they're, they're, they're kind like of predictable. Very, they're very they straightforward. I, um, I think I was more of a Leo when I was younger. And as I've gotten older, I've become less Leo. I can see that. Maybe, yeah, you're like falling in more to like your real, like your moon. Don't they say your moon yes. is really who you are? Yes. Do you know what your moon is? I want to say it's cancer. Mm, that would check out. I'm a sensitive Very girly. sensitive and emotional. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. I'm like, you're just a puddle. What? <laughs> Tears. <laughs> you are so unstable. Yeah. What are you? Well, I'm a Sagittarius, but I don't identify really. I don't know anything about Sagittarii. Can you tell me about that? Well, actually, our big thing is we love to travel, and I I do really love to travel. You do. So that I identify with. But my moon is Pisces. Mm. Tell me about her. Which means I'm, like, really intuitive with other people's emotions. Do you feel that Uh, that is the case for you? It's day by day. It's really day by day. Okay. When you're feel when you want to be in tune, exactly. So my rising, which is basically what the world perceives you as, it's your mask that you wear, is a Gemini. Really? So it's you know, kind of interesting, but I could see that. Like I'm, I have one really like outward facing persona, and then what do you think your outward facing persona is? Well, the whole thing about Gemini's is that they're dual personality or like split. right. So I think I, I do have two. Like I have one that's like bubbly outgoing. And then I have the other one that's like, please don't make me go to that dinner. I really don't want to go. Don't make me talk to that person. Please stop. <laughs> so I could see that. But I don't really know. And then my moon is like what I said, a Pisces. Okay, interesting. What about you? So I was wrong. My moon is an Aquarius. Oh, I know nothing about them. And my rising is Cancer. Checks out. Yeah. 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 Wait, you said the rising is my mask? Yeah, like yeah. what people perceive you as. So people think I'm an emotional puddle? I mean, not a puddle, but you're very emotional. Like your speeches during the climb, <laughs> those are cancer speeches. <laughs> okay. They really are. Interesting. And then my true self is an Aquarius. That's my deep me. Yeah, like your inner emotion. Interesting. That checks out, I think. Yeah. I'm intuitive and observant and a bit detached yeah oh (laughs) reality (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i don't know anything about much of this but right we you know we try to be hip with the kids but it's hard we do you know who is a leo through and through who our guest today oh he is the definition of a leo i i've actually i'm so curious what the rest of his chart is i know let's get him We'll get him back on and he'll go through his chart yeah, with we'll us. Yeah, we'll get his chart. I'm sure it'll make a lot more sense. Today um, is a special friend for both of us. Big Alex Paws fans. Huge. He is quite a spectacular guy. 
if you want to know a little more about him, Alex Paz grew up in the Bay Area and started his career experimenting with everything from personal training to substitute teaching to firefighting to construction and demolition. He began doing product and apparel photography for his brother's athletic wear brand when they were still in high school and eventually began helping with operations and marketing for supplement company Mileblocks. From there, he moved all over California, directing content for different brands, doing freelance photography and creative direction, and running Mileblocks with his brother and friends. Since moving to Orange County, he co-founded a social media branding agency called Palm Place Creative with his brother. They've created content for brands like Los Sundays Tequila, Guillotine Vodka, Slate Swim, Soundbox, and Immersia Live. He is now the creative director for Palm Place Creative, Dombreski, and more. He has provided creative direction for installations at Bottle Rock and Smokers Club. And as if that's not enough, he is in the final stages of launching Cake, a premium alcoholic beverage brand dedicated to celebrating all of life's wins. Alex Paz, welcome to Friends with Health Benefits. better intro than I think I could have done for the brand myself. Welcome wow. to Friends with Health Benefits. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited happy. you're here. Thanks, Kate. Yeah, of course. How was your weekend? What'd you do? Um, It was pretty good. We went on a little field trip. Uh, we started off in LA for a photo shoot, and then we ended up heading down here to actually, Mark had his podcast with you guys, and then we went to San Diego to watch a Clooney show which you guys were at. I think we coincidentally bumped into you guys there. We did. Um, and then we stayed in San Diego for another day and went to go watch Bob Moses. So a lot of music, a lot of wholesome fun. And how are you feeling today after a bit of a bender? Wow, I didn't go on a bender. I mean, I mean that's that what crazy. You in so many Honestly, I, I feel like over two days is a bender. In so many words. In my eyes. I mean, I guess. In I'm my feeling great today, reality. actually. You're glowing. Yeah, ecstatic. Yeah. Happy you look here. great. Happy you are really. Yeah. I think... It's really something to say that you did two workouts today after a weekend that you had. Yeah, I went to this gym called Moxie in the morning. Oh, yeah. heard of her. I yeah. love it there. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you? That is actually pretty impressive. And on top of that, like you've worked today. What did your day look like today outside of your double workout? Um, well, I got into the office. Timmy was there before me today, which if Magical. you guys know Timmy is a great thing. Shout out Timmy for producing this Shout podcast today. Shout out Timmy. Shout out Timmy. Um, we ran through a good amount of design work to catch up on. Had a couple meetings. Okay, so you spent time designing. You spent time on a couple calls with different brands. You had like a bit of an intro onboarding call. What's like your favorite and least favorite part of your role at Palm? Um, my least favorite part would probably be I'm definitely not the most organized person. Mm. Uh, I'm a little more creative minded and a little scattered, and I feel like that just kind of comes in waves. So probably organizing myself um, that gets a little hard. We just brought in a new project manager. She goes to Moxie, actually. She does. Um, so hopefully she'll be helping out with that. Great. Um, that's probably my least favorite part. My most favorite part is it's actually kind of turned into helping with a lot of like the merch and design work now. I think just like conceptualizing the ideas and working with Timmy to bring them to life. And I think it's just cool because you get to like you see content when it's finished. But I think actually having like a physical item mm -hmm. that you see people wearing or like mm -hmm. hanging on a rack or anywhere like that, I think is actually really cool. So that's actually turned into my favorite part of it so far yeah you and Timmy actually designed probably our most successful retail drop at Moxie which oh. one was that Jacqueline you were friends at, with health you benefits. work at Moxie wow 
What are the odds? <laughs> Friends with health benefits. It all comes full circle. It blew up. Really does. I, I actually, that is that's one of the probably coolest things. one of my favorite designs I think we've I done. I think that's, yeah. The coolest. I'm not just saying The brilliance of Timmy and Alex. He's the best. What a duo. Yeah. Yeah, I, it is pretty cool. Like being around town in Costa Mesa, not at Moxie and seeing people in the sweatshirt. I'm like, I wow, love it. Yeah, it's you. a cool feeling seeing it like come to life. I think we just designed some hoodies for Smokers Club Fest for Immersia and like being at the concert and like you're walking around and like watching people wear things that was like made by, you know, your team. Um, shout out to me again. But yeah, I think it's we gotta just- We got to get really, Timmy on the pod. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we put really t- do. we'll put Timmy on the podcast. He's just taking pictures right now. But yeah, I think it's, it's a cool feeling, you know? <laughs> it really is and that's exciting that you're at a point where like you're able to outsource the stuff that you don't like that's I feel like a big turning point in any business because being an entrepreneur and starting small businesses at the beginning like you are master of everything and that can be stressful and when you're not like working in your zone of genius it can be a little crazy me and Jacqueline are not sound producers or video producers nope so this podcast is definitely a step outside of the comfort zone. You guys are doing great. I heard some of the audio from the ones before, and it just oh, perfect. Sounds, we're sounds great. Thank we you. are trying our best. You guys are doing good. What do you think your zone of genius is, where your talents and passions collide? I think I've probably found myself more coming up with the ideas for things now. Um, I started doing photography. That's kind of how I got into the whole thing, and I've always been very artistic and bounce back and forth between like different types of art, but. I think just coming up with ideas and concepts and being able to like bring those to life is it's just like my my most fun part probably of what I do. Yeah. Um yeah, just concepts. Yeah. And overall. you've been able to like surround yourself with a lot of people that I feel like can do all of the other stuff and like also can inspire you to continue doing that. Yeah, 100%. And one thing I feel like I mean I know you preach this on social a lot, but it's also something that I've been able to kind of watch you play out in your day-to-day life and really live up to in your actions and the way you treat people. And that's that you're somebody that is always rooting for rather than comparing yourself to or competing with the people that you love and support and your friends and even just other people that are working in the same industry as you that are super high functioning, super high performing, super creative. And yet you continue to root for them and like push them and provide them with resources rather than comparing yourself or trying to compete. So like, how do you manage that kind of constant support and lack of comparison? I think overall it's just like, and as cheesy as it sounds, I think there's enough for everybody. And I think I find a lot of inspiration from my people from you guys from just anybody i'm around i feel like if you're like constantly comparing yourself to other people or you're in a state like you're not sure if you can be as good as them or you can get to where they want to be i think everybody's version of success is a little bit different everybody has something different to bring to the table and i think if you're more and everybody comes from a different past right you know some people have never had a thing in their lives and have to work extremely hard and have like no come up on everybody some people come from a little more privileged background some people come from you know just middle ground and i think it just like depends on like how you view that because everyone's story is different everyone's circumstances are different and if you work together more and like cheer each other on i think it leads to a lot more connections it leads to a lot more resources it leads to a lot more support in general than just being like pissed off all the time on like why can't i have that why can't i get there or why is this person better than me i think it's just like trust your timing and trust the process and trust who you're around and it'll work out how it's meant to be for you so yeah, I don't really compare or compete at all. I think I've 
I don't think I'm shit yet, but I think as far as I've gotten so far has all been due to like the people around me and being able to like work together and find inspiration from like not only my team, but like my friends and like experiences and vendors and whatever it may be, like <laughs> just pulling the positive out of like all the fun stuff. And um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that like reaches even beyond like the realm of business is the minute you realize that like gatekeeping things isn't yeah, inhibiting absolutely. others from growing, like it all clicks. You just feel more open to share things with others and you see yourself in like more of a growth mindset. Yeah. And I think that transfers into every little corner of life. That's actually Amen. one of my favorite things about both of you. Neither of you are gatekeepers. That was the first thing I noticed about Alex Paws, <laughs> actually. I don't remember what it was exactly, but I was like, wow, he just fully was like, yeah, I'll give you this, this, and this. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. They're rare these days. Yeah, He's I think me and my brother are really like that. I think we've kind of came from that. And I think at a young age, seeing people that were willing to like give a 16-year-old and a 19-year-old like keys to a shop and do different opportunities and like travel. I mean, we've gone to Australia, you know, LA, like all over SoCal and overseas when we were like in our late teens. Um, I feel like that's a lot to like trust people with. And we had no idea what the fuck we were doing like all the time. So it was just like figuring out and like learning through that process and just like someone trusted us to do that. So like now that we're starting to get into a position to like do it for other people, I think it's been really rewarding. And that was like the whole goal. Yeah. And that's, but that's honestly not a given. Like, I think you're saying, it, I think you need to give yourself more credit on that because you're saying it as if like, of course, like people gave us a chance. So of course we're going to give other people a chance. And that's like, I don't think the average mindset for most people. It's not. And well, it says, assholes. Yeah. 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 And it says like a lot about your guys's character and the fact that it's the two of you, I would imagine it says a lot about your parents and like the way that you guys grew up and everything else, but it's yeah. definitely I don't think it's the norm. I think a lot of people experience success and then they're like, well, I had to work really hard for it. So everyone else has to, too, as if like that helps anyone. Yeah, I think like if us working hard to get it can help other people not have to work as right, hard to get right. it. I'd rather do that. Yeah, it's like totally. and then it's like building the right team and those people end up trusting you. And I don't know, you never know when you may crash and burn and need someone else yeah. to lend a hand to you. It so. creates yeah. more opportunity for you in the long run, yeah. regardless. So I'm just wondering what your processes for deciding which brands you work with and have you ever said no to requests for work and if so why did you say no me and my brother and nikos were actually laughing about this the other day i feel like when we started palm place we were taking anything and everything and i think that's kind of what you have to do when you're like freelancing or starting a business but like i'm talking like doing headshots at like random offices and then shooting like someone's and, and it, I mean, the whole reason we got behind this is to help people start brands and stuff. But like, you know, shooting people that like aren't really serious about their brands and mm. doing personal content for people and just doing a lot of things that was like, fuck, why are we doing this sometimes? And you're just kind of at that point, you're chasing like the money a little bit more. It's kind of hard to actually enjoy what you're doing in the beginning, I feel like, because you need enough money to like kind of get it going. Um, but yeah, we were definitely saying yes to everything and anything. So I think now it's at a place where we're able to turn down projects and we're able to not really do things if it doesn't like number one align with, you know, what we see fit. We usually don't turn down a lot of people because, like I said, we come from the brand space. And even if you have a smaller budget, like we want to try to find a way to work with you. But there are certain clients or people that you kind of get a vibe right off the bat that they might be like a little bit of a pain in the ass. Um, and I don't even mean that in a bad way. I just sometimes it's like excitement. And like they're very passionate about what they're doing but then sometimes it's like they cross boundaries and they cross lines and like a lot of times those are the people with the smallest budgets that ask for the most things and it's like you try to help you give 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 but then you're like okay now i'm giving way too much 
Um, so yeah, I think it's just like finding that middle ground. Um, we've turned down a little bit of work here and then, but like really if it's just like too much for what they're asking, like we can already tell they're going to be like a bit of a nightmare to deal with or like whatever that may be. But for the most part, we try to try to make it work. Sure. You spend a lot of time like developing other people's brands. And I feel like that's what Palm has become is like, it's not just a marketing company. It's not just like a media company. Like you really do develop people's brands from the ground up, but I feel like you've also developed a pretty distinct brand and reputation for yourself too. So how would you describe your personal brand and how do you think about developing it? Was it the same way you do other brands? Did it happen naturally? What did that look like? Like for Palm Place or myself? No, for you. Alex Pause. I don't the really brand. Think I have a personal brand. brand. Yes, you do. <laughs> Are you serious? You have like. I think I've bounced around with that idea a lot, and like I've like deleted everything on my Instagram and tried to just post my work, and then I've tried to do this and I've tried to do that, but like, it does a lot better when I just post random selfies and like random shit and like fun stuff and work. Um, I think now I've definitely like we have a lot of fun on our shoots. Sometimes I think a little bit too much fun, but I think our team has like a really big personality and everyone's like enjoying themselves and it's an easy time to shoot with us for the most part. I think we're learning a little bit more how to, now that we're getting into higher production, you know, shoots and projects and stuff, it's like bringing in that sense of like needing to get better equipment and different, you know, lighting setup and like just more, you know, more to it and the setup of it. But yeah, I don't know. I think showcasing like our work in a fun way, I still try to do, but I don't really know about like a personal brand. I don't really, I feel I like just, you have a really distinct see, personal I, brand. I you just, completely have a personal brand. How would you describe his brand? Can you guys Kate? please describe my yeah. Uh, yeah. personal brand a little I will. bit? Here we go. Buckle up. I mean, Timmy's my personal photographer, so I don't know if I that mean, adds okay. to that his is personal so brand. Helpful. What I was going to say. He's here, so he's here today. To Shout out to Timmy. Of me. Here's and I have what yet I'll to say. receive any. I asked Timmy to take photos of me the second he walked in through the door today. I said, I am posting on Instagram today and I will need your photographs. Thank you so much. But Alex, pause your personal brand is it seems very effortless on the instagram space thank you but you're like majority of it feels like you do post your work i feel like i see a lot of your work come through there because i don't personally follow palm place yet palm doesn't post a ton we don't i do Right. Yeah. right. Because so you're the brand. I see. That's what I'm saying. I get your company through your personal Instagram. So that's like 50%. Timmy actually makes some really cool content for Palm Place, but he posted on his own Instagram as well. <laughs> see, you guys all have your own brands. I like it and that way, though. And that's the coolest part about it. Yeah. yeah. You're like little celebrities that we get to you follow. You are little mini celebrities. And we just watch you guys live your little lives. And it's the cutest thing ever. I love I living feel my like little life. Your brand, I know, your little life is really fun. I feel like your brand is like edgy entrepreneur i i know a guy guy workout hype man i'm about to change my instagram bio hype man sometimes into fitness so you claim to not have a personal brand you know i think i we like i feel like for a long time a lot of the work we got through was like my instagram and i think i think i'm like the one that posts the most in general just for the fuck of it and then i think work stuff too so i think it's just I don't know. I try to showcase how we live in like a fun way because for the most part it is fun. It's very stressful, but um, it's definitely, I've been able to tell like more people resonate with like the rawness of things than Mm -hmm. being so like commercial and like, this is our production shoot doing X, Y, Z. Like people enjoy it a lot more when it's like someone hanging off a balcony, taking a picture and 
people enjoying a couple of drinks and like laughing and like having fun like while they're working versus just like this is cut and dry like what we do you know? yeah. i forgot one thing from your brand yeah it's please. dad i am a dad yeah dad yeah. that's my favorite dad. part and i don't know how i even forgot it yeah it, it's pretty new it is new it's fresh <laughs> so how has since becoming a father how has this changed your outlook on branding and messaging and your overall trajectory of your career itself i think it's still kind of a shock to me uh it's fairly new it's like three months um i'm not with my baby mama uh we broke up before we found out we were having a little one so it's been an adjustment period for sure and like figuring out the whole co-parenting thing and how that's all working and uh baby girl's name's koa so she's with her a majority of the time so i mean like if i'm honest it hasn't changed my life too much i feel like in terms of what i do can't really change for work so i do always have to like go places and do different things and like i'm around a lot of different people so i feel like even if we were together it's kind of how things would be but i think in terms of just like another motivation and like i'm 26 right now but i think it's made me like realize i need to get my shit together even more a little bit sooner um and just thinking about not only like myself but like her future as well and just like making sure that we do build this thing up enough to like be able to support her and like myself and um yeah, just I want to really like my goal is to have this functioning really, really well and, you know, have our projects off the ground and everything by the time I'm 30. So when she's like four years old, I can take a week off work and I can go do whatever I want to do. Like I want to be able to be there for everything. So I just think it's giving me like a little bit of a kick in the ass to like get things done even quicker and like try to get all these ideas off the ground. And I don't feel like I'd ever be the person that doesn't like to work because I go crazy when I'm like not doing anything. But um yeah, I just want to do what we're doing well enough to be able to have as much freedom as I can with her as she's growing up. Yeah. And it seems like you're on the way. And I feel like when you talk about cake, especially, it sounds like that is a huge motivation because like there is a potential mm -hmm. to create like a serious safety blanket for her and like um, like a sustainable life for her. And I think one of the big things too, like you talk about is the fact that she's going to be surrounded by so many people that are going to love and support whatever she wants to do in her life. And so it like kind of works out that like, you're going to be such a great example of that and show her that like, you really can make this life, whatever you want and pursue whatever you want and be whatever you want. And there's like no specific path or rule or anything that she has to follow. Yeah, no, I think that, yeah, that's definitely the most exciting part. Um, I don't know how much her grandparents will appreciate that, right. but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean her like, you know, baby mama's super creative as well working on a couple of brands and doing that actually don't even think she's going to go back to work. Like she's tried to go full time on that, but went the whole school route. I obviously didn't go the school route. Mark didn't go the school route. Um, my parents were a little, you know, hesitant with the whole thing, especially cause I dropped out before my brother dropped out. Then he dropped out and it was just Yikes, like, it's all your fault. Yeah. All my fault. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it, it's all working out. So yeah, I think that's definitely exciting to just have her around a lot of people that are doing what they enjoy and not have to like take a traditional, route if she wants to take a traditional route great like do whatever you want to do but um yeah i think she'll get to see the world a little differently yeah and you like you work with a lot of people that are really like we talked about creative and like really close to their brands and companies so like when you have someone come in to work with palm and like ask for some creative direction and all of that when the founders or the owners, and I can speak to this a little bit just because we work on moxie stuff jack used to wake me up every morning at 4 a.m with text messages <laughs> and i'm so serious like if i was seeing someone or anything they're like who the fuck is texting you at 4 a.m every day 
cute. Like my phone's just going off in my bedroom, like <laughs> four a.m., a.m., five a.m. Yesterday. Oh, who's that bitch? Okay, uh, this I guarantee is, you, yeah, it's no, Jack. We literally yesterday. I spent about eight hours with Jacqueline. T- probably total we recorded some podcasts and then we went to dinner and then i got home and she just starts texting me for like an hour about all these things and i'm like you couldn't say any of this when we were just together for we were hours? doing other i wasn't like, gonna sit at dinner with I, you like, and dude, talk no about filing our business but i was just right like, like it's like a night and i was like oh it's wind down no <laughs> i don't wind down i told you i spend my sundays being productive so i can get a jump on the week and it makes me feel better it did make me feel okay better. i apologize this is actually something that You've I've gotten a lot better. Thank you. I, don't I have need the apology. I've tried really hard to set boundaries for myself, really. Other people are other people's boundaries are fine. I have tried to stop that cuz Robert says the same thing when we first started Moxie. He was like he didn't know what he was going to do because he would wake up every morning at six and already have five text messages from me. Sure I do it to Timmy, but it's like at like 10, 30, 11 and I'm like where are you at? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a little more appropriate. <laughs> but here's the thing. If text had a scheduled send, life would be different. Was I not telling you this? Yes. I only send these things at that time because I'm thinking about it at that time. And I use scheduled, scheduled emails all the time. The thing is, it's not even like a really problem to me because I don't really give a shit. Like I do it too. Not that early. But like, I think it just becomes a problem with like other people sometimes. Yeah. You're like, who the hell are you texting at this time? What are you doing? at? The-? It's just I like your phone's just like ding, ding, yeah. ding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I do try to make Jack, it clear to people. Is this graphic in the asset folder? It's like 4 05 in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, Timmy's not going to be awake for another 10 hours. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll let you know when he I'll wakes up. But that. it'll be there. <laughs> uh, Anywho. Yeah, no, that is something I'm trying to work on because I, um, yeah, I just work when I have the energy to do it. And sometimes that's not at an appropriate time for others. But I do try to make it clear that, like, hey, I'm sending this to you right now, but like, no rush. Yeah. Like, After the text message wakes you up, it's cool. If it's resp- no rush. Okay. Well, maybe put your phone on silent. <laughs> well, also Jacqueline's phone is always on do not disturb. Mine is too. I know. So then I'm like but going to respond. And I'm like, I did she just out. turn this on? Do my messages say Jacqueline's phone is on do not disturb? Yes. I can't do okay, it. I, I can't do it at night. I freak out. Someone's going to need me and I'm not going to get the phone. It right. does stress me out. And yeah. having like. During the, the day, f- I don't care. Having the physical building of Moxie. I feel like I yeah, have when to. When that car went through the fence the other day. <sighs> yeah. I was at dinner. Yeah. And actually, I put my phone away for once in my life at that dinner because I was trying to be polite. Then See? I called you guys. Yeah. Comes back to bite you. See? Okay. Anyway. Anyhow. So you work with me, uh, and I'm pretty close to our brand and a little, you know, protective mother hen sometimes. What do you do in situations like that when, like, the owner, the co-founder, whoever you're working with is super close to the brand and maybe you think that the creative direction should shift a little bit and you feel like the branding or messaging should go in a different direction. Um, I, th- I think we're pretty good at letting them know. I mean, we're friends, so I feel like I'm a little more blunt with you to the point where I'll be like, nah, fuck that. But like, <laughs> it's really nice when you like shut down my ideas blunt. and um, he's just like, no, it's fucking stupid. No one's going to like that. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Well, sometimes you have like it's it saves time, right? It does. No, yeah. it does, and I appreciate it. And you, I think you appreciate it when I say because I don't say it that often. I feel like we usually both have pretty good ideas. Okay. Would you say you're that blunt with everyone? No, 100 percent not. Okay. I mean, I think we would just present why. I mean, it happens kind of often, whether it's like creative direction or design. Um, I keep referring to Timmy just because he's here. I mean, I'm sure he knows. It's like someone may present something, and like you look at it, and you're like. Eh, we might need to go another route and then you have to figure out how to let them know. But also you're coming to us to help you. So 
I think it in the beginning it was like, oh fuck, like how do I say this or how do I say this nicely? But like, no, they're paying us to design, they're paying us to do the branding, do the creative direction. So I feel like, you know, if they're paying us to do the work, we should do the work. Like, what are we giving them if we just like go along with like their idea? And I think it's happened a couple times where it's like we come up with something that we think is a lot maybe cooler than they have, and they're like, oh no, I want this. And sometimes it's like the same exact thing that they sent us in the beginning that we didn't even really need to do anything, and it's like tweak a color and right. we're like well you didn't need to come to us to tweak a right. color photoshop yeah but then it's like that makes it difficult because it's like well what are we supposed to do but you know at the end of the day it's what the client wants so as long as the client's happy but we definitely give our two cents and it's just we just explain why and if it seems like they push back we're like well you know you came to us for this help and this is what we would do in our opinion but we're more than willing to do it how you would like Wow. For I you, I say fuck I, that. I was going to say, I, I can't imagine <laughs> those words coming out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah but, we'd love to do whatever but you I, would like. But I believe you, I guess. Well, I mean, I go into Moxie like every day, so I don't want to see some dumb shit when I walk in, you know? <laughs> I mean, you wear it too, so it's like, I exactly. don't wear that. Yeah. No, I, had, I, I had to wear the Bad Girls Love Moxie t shirt because I didn't oh, have a shirt when I went to the gym. Perfect example. And I was like, and I told you, I was like, this shit sucks. People loved it. I thought it was terrible. People but I, st- you know what? It. I still bought one, so I guess you win. Yeah, they they people ate, it, ate up. it up. They loved it. I saw multiple. I tried to say pretty girls. Men, I tried to say pretty girls love Moxie. Women. I would have worn that T-shirt all day. Yeah, we talked about why I didn't like that. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. Don't get triggered. It's fine. Don't get <laughs> we we actually work together really well. Speaking <laughs> of Moxie, really talk. what bad? No, really oh. well. No, we do actually. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I think so. Yeah. Well, it's I just love our story. Started. It's so sweet. Go ahead. <laughs> we have a story? Yeah. Tell me your story. So we met at Moxie. <laughs> yeah, we did. And that's a place that I think greatly aids both of our physical health. But how do you think pursuing your dreams and the life that you live has contributed to or possibly hindered your overall health in any fashion or form? Um, When I was like 18, 19, 20, I mean, fuck, even since I was like probably 16, I think fitness was like everything to me and like working out was everything to me and like bodybuilding was everything to me and up until I was probably like 21, 22. Um, but it became like all I did. Like from li- I worked in a nutrition shop. So I had like train clients from like 5 a.m. to like 9.30 in the morning, 9. And then I would go work at the nutrition shop from like 10 to 4. And then I would go train clients till about 10 at night. And then I would go to the gym till like 2 in the morning. Um, I wasn't a big school guy. But right. I mean, I I had like a three six in honors, but I just I just did not like school. Um, but it was all I did, so I got like really burnt out of it. And then Myoblox was a supplement company, so it was more in the fitness space. Um, so I just think I don't know. I just started like disliking it at a point, and I think even from like competing and doing things like that, like my body image was kind of messed up, and like I never felt like I was doing enough, and it just became this like downward spiral with it for a while. Um. And then I just, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. And I found myself like kind of stopping the workout. And at that time, Myoblocks was doing really good. And we were having a lot of fun too. And, you know, making a good amount of money at like 1920 and you were traveling. So definitely like partying creeped into the scene and different things like that. So I think the work and like the celebration of work, even though like looking back on it now, it's like we really shouldn't have been celebrating. We didn't have much to celebrate yet. Um, it was a lot of distractions and kind of like numbing different things going on at that time. Uh, so I think the career and everything is kind of taking it in waves. I think it was like my everything. And then it definitely 
turned into like nothing. Yeah, I think that's such a huge part of it is like understanding those feelings, because if you haven't experienced them your whole life and then all of a sudden they start creeping in, it's easy to start thinking you're going crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a, I am crazy. And it's not like it, it can be manageable. And whether that's through medication or therapy or whatever else, um, it, it takes like a long time to kind of accept that and like that you there are healthy coping mechanisms and stuff. And I think like leaning into fitness obviously was able to like get your mind off of it and like give you control in a certain environment so that when you were out of control in other environments, maybe it was a little bit more manageable. Yeah, I think it's a big part. Um, I mean, I think Moxie even now has helped me a lot with my mental, even if it's like I'm not like on a strict regimen or doing anything like going somewhere and like just being in a class or having other people kind of tell you what to do. Like I'm terrible at the gym because like someone's texting me, someone's calling me. Jack's ringing my phone at like seven in the morning when I'm trying to like, you know, do bicep curls, like something's getting in the way and I'm very easily distracted. So like if someone calls me and I go take a call for 20, 30 minutes, my pump's gone. I'm not really in the mood. I come back. I'm like, fuck. So it's like being able to like just in a way like escape for a little bit and not have to, you know, do all that by yourself that now I actually like going to the gym alone too. But yeah, it's been a very good transition into like living a healthier lifestyle and I think what I do like requires me to be in a lot of different places and a lot of people and there's definitely a lot of distractions and temptations around and it's very easy to go on a three day, you know, field trip to San Diego. Bender. Bender, Bender, Bender. Field trip. Um, <laughs> That's what we'll it, call we're gonna, it. We're going to call it Bender's field, field trip. But it is. It's it's very easy. Um, in the next couple of weeks, I have Vegas this weekend and then Bottle Rock and Palm Springs and Cabo and EDC. I'm going to Brazil for two days. So it's like two days thinking like trying to get into like a routine right now which i'm trying to for like this week but i was talking to um i was talking to hannah this morning that i was just like yeah i need a couple like three to four things i do daily that just don't change even if i'm traveling or doing something else to like keep me in that because i do feel a lot better now even just mentally i just feel like exhausted and shitty if i'm not training or doing something daily yeah and i have to work out in the morning now like i can't at night it just like i don't have the energy also you have cake which is in the the final stages of like preparing for launch and like finalizing everything and i like cake has changed and paused and shape shifted a lot over the years so now that it's on the cusp of launch what would you say that you would have done differently what has turned out better than you anticipated like what's your whole take on the journey that has been cake world um so cake was supposed to start as an energy drink Uh, my buddy john who started mile blocks that we worked with for a long time. He was pretty much like my older brother, like mentor through it all. And kind of, I mean, we went on like the craziest journey of our lives for like five years. So being like 18 and just launching into all this, it was, it was nuts. Um, did me a lot of good, did me a lot of bad, definitely developed a lot of vices throughout it that I'm still unlearning till this day. But, um, I think, you know, he came up with the idea of cake. It was going to be an energy drink. Energy drinks were huge at the time. It was like, you know, bang and, I don't even think Celsius was around like 3d was probably just starting. Like it was like a big hype, especially in fitness. So that just ended up, it kept getting kind of pushed off. Like different things were happening. Mile blocks was blowing up at the time. So we like shifted focus back into that. Um, I remember we like, we're about to launch and like we went to Coachella, like did all these cake branding, like fun stuff, um, shot a bunch of content even around the brand. But then it just took a halt when we we moved out here originally to like start cake mm. we were like all right we kind of did everything we needed to do in mile blocks like let's like move to oc and meet new people and like spread the brand out there and then let's go ahead and like launch cake here um and then it was like we looked at like 
mile blocks and we're like we need to put more focus on this we shouldn't be starting another brand it's i think as like a creative and i think my brother kind of touched on this too is you just want to do so much shit and you come mm-hmm. up with so many ideas and it's like now it's getting to a point where it's like feasible and like we have the team to do a lot of it but you can't do so many things at once and i think that's what i'm learning like i think that's why we're trying to build out our team now so we can do more things at once without having to like do everything ourselves um but yeah it just shifted to like where okay we shouldn't do this right now we should just focus on mile blocks so that was kind of a bummer because it was the brand we were most excited to start and it was like in a new space um that we weren't a part of and at that point i think we were just kind of getting tired of supplements so yeah i think it's exciting i think we're a good group of guys to go into this industry. I think we like to, you know, go on a lot of field trips and have a lot of fun. And we have the right type of people around us that I think will support this. A lot of connections that we've made now, I think, really help with that, like in the music scene and, you know, influencers and models and friends and all that shit. So, yeah, I'm excited. It, you know, it should be fun. We're still trying to dial in like our last round of flavoring, kind of mixing the base with the flavors has been a little bit of a bitch. We just had a trial run because the ones that they made they basically built all the equipment themselves so now it's at a brewery um so once we finalize that we'll be able to put like our first round into production that is so exciting yeah i can't wait to try it yeah i really can't wait i think it's gonna be we should have a tasting party well we will okay great and i feel like you guys are so well positioned at this point like you said like with all the friendships you've made and connections you've made especially in southern california um if like had you started it two years ago, maybe it wouldn't have had such like an immediate success, which I anticipate that it will just because of who you guys are and like the reputation that you've been able to develop in your circle and beyond. Yeah. I think it would have been a totally different brand. Yeah. Um, yeah it wouldn't have been as fun. I think now it's, now it's definitely a lot more exciting. Yeah. Eager to go into it. So you started cake with your brother and a group of friends and you also have palm with your brother and a group of friends. So have you ever worked with a friend and had things not work out or how do you manage that whole situation? Um, yeah, actually, um, me and John for sure. Um, it's funny cause I look at it like, I mean, we're still friends, but we have, so he was probably, this is funny. It was like a realization. I think I came to after everything. So I left Myoblocks. Like, I, we got in an argument and I walked in, like, I quit, like, two weeks before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so we moved out here for that. Didn't really know anybody, didn't know anything. And I quit my full job that I was making pretty good money at and was just like, all right, well, I don't know what to do. So I, like, tie-dyed sweats and shit when COVID hit for, like, two, three months to make rent and, like, do all that stuff and just, like, sold art and, like, random shit. And then I ended up working at a design studio and then I went and worked for the Fit for a little. But, um, yeah, with, with John, we just butt heads a lot. He was a lot like my older brother. Um, and it was difficult. And I think as the brand rose, we got like a lot of popularity and gained a lot of traction and everything at a young age. And you look back, like none of us knew what the hell we were doing. Nobody expected it to get to the level it did. I don't think he expected his brand to get to the level it did. And so you're like constantly playing catch up and there's like stresses and tension and you're with these people all the time. Um, so him and I would butt heads a lot. And I think it was him learning business and me honestly me just like growing up i was like 18 19 20 so everything was i was pretty dependent on him for a lot of things too and after i left you know there were things i didn't agree with for sure and i still don't agree with but i remember one day i called him i was like fuck this shit's hard he's like what i was like i got a group of like 20 year olds under me and like we're trying to do this thing and like all this and i'm 25 and 
everyone's stressful and, it, and it's like it's hard to do and i was like i get it now you know because it was like and i went at it like trying to do it john went at it because like me and my brother were like yo we, we should do this like we should get a warehouse we should get a company so he's just out here signing leases doing this thing right. like, like let's do this because these two kids are telling me to do it and we did it um the, the company sold and and all that and you know it ended up great for them but it was like looking at it then and just thinking like fuck this shit sucks and one thinking like he moved out here basically with three kids mm-hmm. and a big warehouse in huntington beach and had to try to take care of us while trying to take care of himself um so you know i appreciate that for him and i think that's gotten us through a lot of things just kind of like seeing things from a different perspective and moving into that perspective now and like being in that position um but yeah i think it i think it's hard i mean my brother will butt heads here and there but i don't know it's never usually that bad and if it is it's kind of like they call you on your shit or you call them on their shit and i mean me and Nico and mark are together 24 7 so if anybody has a little bit of you know problems it's us but it's really like it's usually nipped in the butt right on the spot um i think just because it's like we know what it would be like to work with a bunch of people that we didn't give a shit about and like don't care about and i think like i can be hard on people for sure i think people can be hard on me i think it's like we're all a little hard on each other because we see the potential that i think we all have and like I mean, we used to preach it all the time, like, hey, if we can just like get through this, if we can do this free shit, if we can do that, if we can do that, like it'll work. Like, I promise you it'll work. And like, I'm sure Timmy can attest, it probably sounded like a lot of bullshit sometimes. Like, why the fuck am I doing this like for that? And it's like <laughs> just in these last couple of months, like I think we finally stepped into that, you know, and it's really only been like a year and a half. And it may feel like five years, but it's it's been like a year and a half that we were able to like now have a team of 14 people and pay everybody and, and, and do things. So I think it was just like, I'd rather celebrate with people that I actually like care about when they walk out of the office than be around a lot of people that I don't give a shit about, even if it's a little tougher, even if I'm going to get my feelings hurt or I'm going to hurt their feelings. Like, I think you can tell, I think it's easier. I think it's harder to find good people that you actually trust and care about than find someone that can do the job to a T, Mm -hmm, you know? So I'd rather deal with a little bit more slack here and there or deal with something that because i mean i do it too you know there's things that i'm unorganized you know so like <laughs> i know that can frustrate the guys sometimes too um when they don't get the proper things for me maybe like right on time or they're going into something without having enough info like beforehand or like for what they need so i see it both ways sometimes i may act like i don't but i do um but yeah i'd rather be doing it with people that i care about than just like oh, i know this person's going to show up at eight o'clock and they're going to get it done and they're going to go home but like I don't know shit about them and I, d- I wouldn't go have a drink with them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I just think that's a little more important at the end of the day. So I'd rather deal with the bullshit to keep that. Yeah. And I think too, like when you're working with people that you don't know well or don't care about or whatever the situation is, like resentment starts to build because you probably don't have those kinds of conversations as quickly as you would with your friends. Like yeah. with you and I, like if you don't like something or I'm bugging you at 4 a.m. or like whatever the situation is, like you'll just tell me versus if I were a different client, you're like, fuck, I have to like deal with this shit. And like you start to get irritated and whatever. And then it's just like those situations start to fester and become worse and worse. And then that's how people end up being wildly unhappy at their jobs and like doing all these things. So it's nice that like when it's your close friends or your brother, especially you can kind of just be like, Hey, you're being an asshole. Can we stop doing that please? And they say it to me all the time too. You know what I mean? I think it's just, yeah, I, I think, I think it's cool. And I think it's cool when you do get to do like just these little things like, you know, Timmy and I shot like ASAP and Kid Cudi the other day. And like, that was such a cool feeling to like do it with like someone that you do care about. And like, you're there and like, Oh cool. We're here doing this. Like, this is dope. Um, or like, you know, just being with my brother in Tulum, like 
cracking bottles because we just shot a swimwear campaign. It's like, oh, we didn't think we'd be doing that like a year ago. Um, so I think that's more fun than if I was like sitting there with, they probably wouldn't be strangers, right? Like I work with them, but if it was like random people like celebrating with that, I feel like it just, I don't know, it'd be different. And I don't really know any different. Like right, I've literally right. worked with friends and family since I was 18. I can tell you it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, can confirm. God. And it's, yeah. Cause, and I really think it does come down to that. It's like, I, I've probably been an asshole a good amount of times. And I remember even like years back, like I think when we were starting everything, like things were like, God, we were filming this one campaign that I think just had everybody so stressed out. And like, I'd come home. I remember to, to my baby mom, I'd be like, I was a fucking dick today mm. and like where i would know i was an asshole and it's just like why but it's like so much other shit going on or i'd come home and be a dick to her you know right. it was like it was just like very high stress and at least i know i probably still have my moments here and there i think everybody does but it's like we're working towards a common goal and we're all on the same team and i think now it's like trying to motivate each other a little more that like all these things are happening and now it is happening like all these cool opportunities so i think everybody sees it a little more and is a little more eager but yeah it's just I think there's ups and downs to it. I'd rather deal with the bullshit for the people I care about than strangers. Yeah. So now that you're working a ton and like have so many responsibilities for so many different brands, how do you begin to even think about setting an intention for or orchestrating a shoot or a campaign? And like, how do you continue to find inspiration for all of these different brands doing all of these different things without it starting to like feel just like fuzzy and like everything's conflated? Like, how do you continue to be inspired and what do you do? I think inspiration kind of comes in waves for me. Um, and I think a lot of people, I don't feel like I'm like constantly inspired or like always creative. I just, I, I think I have found like if I'm not doing shit for myself, I don't really feel creative. And I'm also like a very emotional person. So I've had to work on like being able to like separate my emotions from like my job, which I'm very bad at. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm in a bad mood over some other shit, it's very hard for me to come into work and like put a smile on my face. But not even that, like I can come in and like talk to people and do things, but like to be creative and like feel like in a state of like, I want to make something cool when like your personal shit's all fucked up. Doesn't really happen. Uh, so yeah, I think it's just like to like try to not get it fuzzy. It's like doing things in the morning to like take care of myself or like working out or like trying to stay ahead of things a little bit more. I think now definitely that it's become so many different projects and brands going on. It's been like a big priority that I have to do that. Um, and then I think just, I mean, I find inspiration from Instagram, from music, from friends, from talking to, you know, anybody just about what the brand may be. Um, my whole team is extremely creative too. So it's sometimes the idea comes from me. Sometimes it comes from Jacob. Sometimes it comes from Timmy. Sometimes it comes from Mark. Like it, it can really come from anybody and then we'll just kind of add on to it. Um, and I think the coolest thing is like when we can sit there and come up with an idea and just like spit it all back and forth. And then we come to like something final and then it's like, yeah, maybe I bring it to life with whoever. But I think just collaboration in itself. I don't think like not everything comes from my head. You know what I mean? So I think just listening to other people's opinions and taking them in and asking to. I feel like if I have an idea, I usually bring it up to somebody and then they'll tell me theirs and, you know, morph the two. Yeah. What does your creative process look like from inception to ideation to creation? walk us through it uh when it comes to photo shoots and things like that it's usually like a call with the client um talk about what they're looking for and like the idea of you know what they may need for that month and then we'll go ahead and put together like ideas locations shoot briefs run that over with the client they approve bring it to life uh, when it comes to design 
usually the same idea. It's like client call, kind of seeing their mood boards and the idea that they want, whether it's like coming from scratch or they already have like, you know, pre-done logos or assets or anything like that. But if not all, like lately it's been like me trying to sketch out ideas for like merch or different stuff like that. I send Timmy the sketches. He then does his Timmy shit, as we like to call it. Makes it cool, brings it to life. I love the Timmy shit. Then we go ahead and produce it. Um, so yeah, it really just it really just varies per project, but some type of like client intro, brainstorm, rough sketch. You guys are a Timmy oiled shit. machine, is what Sometimes. you're saying. Sometimes. <laughs> when I think Jacqueline laughs. When I think Palm Place, I think well-oiled machine. Of course. That's what I think. I think being a creative or like being an artist is just the scariest thing in the world i like have so much respect for you guys for just like putting your shit out there because what i do in my work probably other than this podcast is like mostly it's like very cut and dry like it's right or wrong it's like fact-based it's information-based it's like a lot of administrative work a lot of organizational work etc so like my feelings don't get hurt if people aren't impressed by it because it's kind of just like it is what it is. What, what about question? when I didn't show up to class? Though, How right? about your spin classes? That's not. Oh, my spin. I heard there was an empty chair. Oh god, there was one empty bike because Alex Paz didn't was on a field show trip. up. He was on a field trip. It was day one of the field trip. That was the anyway impetus. coming in hot. Anyway, I just think it's the bravest, craziest thing in the world because when you put stuff out there, it's not like analytical administrative bullshit it's like your heart and soul just out on a t-shirt or like out on a canvas or out on somebody's instagram or whatever so how do you manage absorbing other people's perception of your work and art and like self because ultimately that's what it is like i don't mean like i just i really don't give a fuck like i i genuinely don't give a fuck like if i go post this picture of a painting i made if i go post this design like no one's gonna give a fuck after they look at it and they like it or they swipe past it you know what i mean it's gonna live in that realm of somebody's head probably for like 30 seconds and then I it's think about your art for a long time but it, it, you know it just but that's how like i look at it to like not care right but yeah i think it's just like not giving a fuck and like posting what the hell you want and releasing what the hell you want and like i don't know it's not that serious i actually think about you when i post my bullshit reels and i try to uh, not because you post bullshit reels. <laughs> your stupid content. I always <laughs> think about is it. Is Alex going to like it? Is he not going to like it? Is he going to tell me it was good? Is he going to say it was Well, bad? no. Uh, well, I do care about your approval and your opinion, but I do try to like embody that. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, you know, like it, I feel dumb posting this reel. Like, I'm not an influencer, but like we're trying to do these things. We're trying to develop these brands. We're trying to just, you know. We're trying to do it. We're trying to do it. And no, it, no, no. We are doing it. We are Sorry. doing it, and it's never going to happen if I don't just do it. Yeah, exactly. So you're in my head, just so you know. You're also in mine because for different reasons, I really want you to make me some presets, and I will bother you about it until the day you do it. Thank cool. you so much. We can talk What's after. the budget? This view is pretty nice. <laughs> the budget? <laughs> We'll have to see. All right. You we'll talk offline. Put me on retainer. We'll talk offline. All right. Sounds good. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. We're lucky enough to be friends with you. What a gift that is, by the way. I love being friends with both of you. That's so sweet. I just posted a little sappy Instagram post. Three. I, I know. It was really that. sweet. I, I love that. had a tear in my eye. Yeah. That, I'm a lot nicer to Kate now. It took a little bit. Yeah. A long ass time. Yeah. Kate, like, pulls something out of people to, like, for them to be rude. For them to be mean sometimes. Mean to you. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You're I think mean to I people. think it's no no cool. I don't in think it's in a fun that. way. You were talking shit. I talked shit back. I was like, oh shit. I think I can back. talk a little Kinda bit of shit and, and then they're like, oh she's she's gonna with, keep talking she's shit. With yeah. it. And they're like, all right, she's with the shit. Right. You're with the shit. She is, but don't hurt her feelings. Right. <laughs> be 
gentle. <laughs> Gently talk shit to me. <laughs> Business aside, I'm very grateful to be your friend. I'm very grateful to be your friend. What do you look for in a friend? I don't know. I think it just needs to click and not really having any expectations, just seeing how like things unfold and how your relationship unfolds. And yeah, I think that's it. I don't really have a checklist. Sorry. Mm, that's okay. He's just so um, go with the flow. Right. Like he's just like, like an open guy. He's also with the shit. With the shit. Your personal brand is really go with, you know, go with the flow. Have a good time, baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy we had you on our podcast. I had a great time being here. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the people? No, I think that's it. Where can they find you? Jack's actually the only person that has my location now. It is my favorite thing ever. And I, I've i told you, and I, I hope you don't take the privilege away because I do feel very privileged. I picked up the phone there. She's like, are you at a Walmart? Why aren't you leaving? Why haven't I, like, you left yet? I drove by Walmart and I needed to grab something. I was like, oh, I'll go into Walmart. Terrible idea. Well, Huge anxiety attack when I walked in. It was but I was like, are you serious? Thing. I'm like, well, what is Alex doing at a super Walmart? Of all the people I know, you might... Other than Kate, probably. <laughs> You're like the last person I would imagine being in a super Walmart. I actually weirdly end up at Walmart all the time. I don't remember the last like time I was Like on trips or like going anywhere. Like when I went to Joshua Tree a couple weeks ago. It was like Walmart. Like the Walmart. I don't know why. But it's it like is what so I drive convenient. By. So you go in because you know everything's in there, but when right. you get in, you're like, oh fuck. Shit. I try to not go. support them because they're a horrible corporation. But yeah, you're but the only person in my location now. Literally. I won't thinking, abuse it. I've been thinking about sharing mine with Jacqueline recently. That's so awesome. Be careful. I would love that. I'll, I'll share, share mine, mine with, with you, you in a heartbeat. I know. I think we really should have ours because I always wonder. This can be offline, but I always wonder, like, when you're on your way here, I'm like, is she? Where is she? I'll give it to you right now. Okay, let's okay. do it. Alex. Thanks for joining Jaguar. us. You had the best Kate, time ever. I had a great time. Thank you for coming. Have a beautiful rest of your day. You guys as well. Bye.